0: Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something.
1: What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Hats.
2: Rando. Why did we do it that way round? You just started it because you're the you're the guy with the button? Uh
1: no, you know what? Because we we started and for whatever reason I was the intro guy. So yeah. we talked about
2: Oh, because I did the outro, which was painful. You oh, ever listen exactly. to that back?
1: Hey guys. Hey guys, <laughs> it's me
2: again. Hi. Thanks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> it,
1: was, um, it was so bad. No, it just worked out that way, I think. And then yeah, I just kinda I don't stuck. Know. Anyway, what's going on? Um
2: you like my Jamie jams? Yeah, you're hearing your jammies. Yeah, J-banger. Um, you like my J-banger? Is that what that's called? Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, no, I'm I'm all right, man. All right. I don't think there's anything hugely new. The house, the house, you've just asked me about the house. The house completed. The money's in the bank, and some of it will go, go definitely go into Bitcoin. So, hang uh, on, hang
1: on. Oh no, we have talked about that. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, okay, um, that's good. So it's finally done because you you've been labouring over that the last and, little
2: while. Yeah, I have, and you and I just came into your house this evening, and um, there are uh, eight, eight chairs <laughs> that you've sold. Yeah. So you're really becoming a Bitcoiner now. You've sold eight chairs today. Well, I told my wife as soon as she
1: goes, I'm trying to get rid of everything because she's—I don't want to call her a hoarder, but she's a hoarder. <laughs> what you're
2: going to say there? A hoarder? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Cool. We're just emptying the place while she's gone. Yeah. As, as much as I can. Yeah. Proper Bitcoiner losing the chairs. Um. Yeah, anyway, yeah. anyway. 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 We have a guest. We do. Um. You should introduce him because I met
1: him. I think at Mara. And we we had a brief chat, but you you two have actually had more of a. We had a good chat at oh, wow. um,
2: Bitcoin Alive. You, I was kind enough to speak to my Uncle for quite a while as well. Yeah. Um, but also we general we actually met at the at Murrah, um Was it just last year? I think it maybe was. So yeah, well, yeah. Um. So we have Paul. Paul, remind us what your um Twitter handle is, just off the top.
0: At Paul by BTC.
2: Paul by BTC. So, so, so sorry, yeah. got
0: it. No, that's all right. That's all right. I was just going to spell
2: it, but that's okay. You got it. Uh, it'll be it'll be down below, but just just yeah, just so I remember. Um, yeah. and so we came from a, I think maybe from day one of Mirundi and came into the pub. Yeah, I got a beer. I sat at a table beside two strangers, three strangers that happened to be Paul, his wife, and his daughter. Yeah, and j- just in typical Bitcoin fashion, we sort of sat down and spoke for half an hour, forty-five minutes, yep. uninterrupted. We never met before. Why did that happen, Paul?
0: why did that happen oh, Just just universe i suppose um it was meant to happen we we just sat down and started talking as bitcoiners do and um i suppose we touched on the subject of families and other different things um and it just just led from there
2: it was uh, it was good it was it was just i don't know about you but are you like i don't i've never been a guy who just felt really comfortable just going into any sort of social setting sitting down like it's let's like, you go to a wedding right mm. and you just get sat you just get put on a table with you know there might be you and a partner but you get put on a table with these six other strangers you never met and you sort of kind of awkwardly making conversation personally i don't like the silence so I, i'm always like talking over the top of the silence but i don't feel comfortable whereas in a bitcoin setting i kind of feel more comfortable and i don't know why that is
1: do you know what i think I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. I think, oh, yeah, definitely. That's that. Nah, I think you're a more social creature possibly than me. Like, Ooh. yeah, I know, I do. I think you're actually really quite good in social situations, whether you're kind of that forced extrovert, introvert kind of guy. But, um, and the fact that you can fucking talk an ear off. So maybe that could, could help.
2: And I'm allowed to talk about Bitcoin. Yeah, so- no, but
1: definitely, definitely. Bitcoin, there's,
2: there's an immediate sort of starting line that you know you're at with with everybody's audience. there they've got some yeah, yeah. level of interest yeah so um i guess it would be helpful if you gave us a bit of a background story and as as how how you've come across uh, bitcoin paul and and how it fits in with your life as you live it just now
0: uh great question how did you come across it um i suppose what what brought um us as a family across it was um we obviously went through an interesting time during lockdowns a couple of years ago, and uh, we had uh, two very successful businesses. And then one day, um, because of the lockdowns, we um, our businesses that were shut down, and so it sort of changed it, it turned our world upside down where we had worked hard to have what we we had. And then um, you don't expect to go through a pandemic. I always plan for a recession within our businesses because I went through that recession we so-called had to have where interest rates went up to 18%. um, And you learn a lot through surviving through that. And in the business world, um, you know, you don't plan for, you know, a pandemic. So. When the government turned around and decided that, um, certainly here in Australia, that they're going to spend four hundred billion dollars um, in our job seeker job keeper um, component, it really—I had so many questions because I knew on the other side of that, when you start printing so much money, that once we got through those lockdowns and on the other side of COVID that we would be in a high inflation environment because you just can't print that much money and then close the economy down. So I had all these questions, uh, went down the rabbit hole um, and I, I'm still in that rabbit hole. But during during that whole time, I wanted to understand what was money and what was going to happen to the economy and how that would affect us as a business. Um, we have a unique... Process because we we basically work on a 200-year plan. And why we work on a 200-year plan is we want to make sure that just not through our lifetime or our daughter's lifetime, but potentially the lifetime of our daughter's children's children possibly to make sure that what we've created can flow on for a long, long time. Most people look at something for just through their lifetime and they retire and then just pass it down or do whatever, we wanted to take that further. So I went down the rabbit hole and um, I couldn't find the answers that I was looking for until my amazing wife turned around and said, I think you need to listen to these podcasts. So I, going back a little bit, I went down, I looked at Bitcoin twice prior to, to that And twice I dismissed it because we needed to put our money into our businesses and other things, and it didn't really make sense to me. But when I started listening to these podcasts, which was on Bitcoin, but it was more about money and what is money, then I started to understand what Bitcoin was, and it were all the answers that I was looking for because I had to look at things completely different and Bitcoin gave me all the answers that I was looking for because as we know there's so many different rabbit holes you learn about inflation, the economy you look at, at all these different things but then you get to understand that what politicians and governments are doing all around the world living in this Fiat money system it's all it's all rigged against you because everything can be manipulated, to suit them, but it, it, it affects us being, you know, the, whether it's your business or just everyday living life person. So then we had to try to find a way of saying, well, you know, understand Bitcoin more and then basically saying, well, how can we secure our future, financial future for the family, but also our businesses when we get on the other side? And now we're on the other side and learning what we've learned, we've now put Bitcoin on our balance sheet of both businesses to secure them. Pixel, my daughter, also has her own Bitcoin account, and we obviously um, have it as well too. So right now we're playing in both systems, the Bitcoin system and the fiat system, and therefore we can continue to do what we do, but we're also... Trying to protect ourselves to make sure that whatever the government does or the politicians do, and whatever they do, we're trying to we're trying to limit their poor decisions that they make to make sure that one is we can keep what we've got, but two is we can also make sure it's there for the future as well too.
2: So,
1: just a question, right? So, as a obviously a business owner. Um, going down the rabbit hole, what was it like with the, the, I guess the juxtaposition of, um, benefiting from something like a job seeker or job keeper or whatever the stimulus was that they were, were sort of printing and handing out, whereas also seeing, uh, what that, or the impact that would have on the wider economy. Does that make sense? Um, because you would have benefited from it? that in some way, yeah. surely. So when, when COVID happened. No? No. Yeah. no look,
0: I, I thought it was um, – I, I understand why the government did it. Uh, the, the problem is that from a, a business perspective, and this is very different to um, other, uh, you know, uh, let's just say our staff or other people that are employed. So from a business perspective, it was quite unique because we were in Melbourne And we had the the hardest lockdowns Mm. than anywhere else in in, in the world. And the challenge is for a business, you're not only responsible and looking after your, your staff, which is your number one, but two is you don't want to go broke and everything else. So most businesses have a lot of overheads, enormous amount of overheads. So, um, a lot of people uh, rent the space that they have. They might have leases. They might have a a, a loan for their um, business as well too, and then on top of that, they most probably got a loan on their primary place of residence. So with the lockdowns, um, JobKeeper and JobKeeper, sorry, JobKeeper and JobSeeker was really good for for most of the people and staff, and I get that. But for the business though, um, we got some grants. And, um, and those grants certainly helped a little bit, but most of the grants didn't even cover our power bills. So um, this is, I suppose, getting a bit deep. Um, so when you have politicians getting up there and saying, we're here to support you and everything else, and we're here to support businesses and so forth, um, that's their belief and that's fine. But the way I explained it to people was, that in their terms was imagine if the government saw that there was a person, you know, a homeless person or just a person starving in the street and they went up to them and they said, look, we're going to help you and support you and everything else, but and what they do is we're going to, they end up giving you a grain of rice. And that's what it was like because, you know, we, we wanted to support our staff and everything else, and we basically which we did. And in the end, what happened was we had a rainy day account. We burnt through that rainy day account, and that was um, close to dollars we burnt through just to survive. Um, so, and that's why I suppose, in, in especially in Melbourne, um, so many businesses went under and still are going under today especially in the hospitality industry and everything else. Um, it, it was just absolutely horrific. So um, I suppose it gets back to the, certainly when you go down the Bitcoin rabbit holes and everything else, you realise that, you know, there's uh, politicians don't always tell you the truth. Um, politicians will... Uh, and even other people, whether it's um, the Reserve Bank or any of these organisations, um, they they tend to – what's the right word to say? Um, they tend to say what they think people want to hear, where in fact it's not really what's factual on the ground. Um, and we can tell that today even when they report inflation uh, and the you know cpi and all of those things you know even over in america now they turn around and say oh no the banking system is safe and uh, and and it's secure Well, in fact we know it's not so um th- does that answer the question i suppose the uh
2: yeah i think yeah yeah it yeah, does yeah. it's it, um it what am i trying to say it's um Yes there yes that is true that they don't tell the truth that's absolutely true but by telling the truth we're in a position now that that by telling the truth you actually bring on the panic quicker so their argument could well be we're just trying to um stop really negative things from happening um i'm not just advocate stuff here i'm not i'm not um mm. sort of trying to uh support a politician but um the it, by telling the truth, no, they, I, they, they yeah. kind of can't. Yeah. Like, if you take a Jay Powell right now, he, he is in a disaster of a place. He's got two options, and they're both awful. And he's trying to just try not to hit off each side of each option. And that's probably true of every central bank around the world mm. to a degree. So, and they're the, and they, the way they might look at it is, um, well, I've got these two mandates of kind of low low unemployment and 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 uh, you know two percent two percent inflation. Um, and I'm trying to tread this line, and they may feel like they're doing a good job. Do you feel like it's it's um, incompetence, or 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 are they genuinely trying to do a good job, or are they, you know, what is that?
0: Look, I think you're. Look, I don't disagree. I I think that um, some sometimes when you tell the truth, it, it's obviously going to make the situation a lot worse. And I think you're absolutely right. Um, I I suppose that what would be best would be. I suppose to manage the situation correctly, we we put we put enormous amount of trust in the people in a position of um, authority, power. Um, we believe that um, you know we elect people to do the right thing by the people of the country by the state and everything else and you would hope that that happens um I, I i think i think that's a dream world today i think that you know that's what we we would love the i think the world's in a bad place because i think people that are in power are so disconnected to the real world and i think that what we have to do is we have to um, be responsible for ourselves and take full responsibility for our lives based on that no one else is going to help you. And if you do that, therefore, you've always got a safety net. Um, and And if the government does the right thing and the people in the right places continue to do that, well, then that's fantastic. But if they don't, then we have to we should be responsible for our own lives, our own um how we feel, um, create our own security, our own whatever it is, and just take full responsibility for that. And therefore, if um the powers to be do silly things or get us into certain situations, we can limit that risk on us. And that's why um, you know, we've moved to understanding more about how the economy works how money works and making sure that we create that security for for our family
2: going, going back to something you said before you had two two-part question if you don't mind so you said you had this uh, sort of 200 year thought process in terms of running a business and um, first yeah. the first part of the question is it, it was that all prior to Bitcoin is this is this an ethos that you've been following for a long time and the second part of my question is, um so you sort of had these two touch points of Bitcoin and then your wife suggested you should maybe have a look more closely again. Um was it because it was coming from your wife, because of being a person of trust, or was it that she, the people that you suggested you you would let you should listen to were particular particularly struck a note with you? So why did you have that ethos and why did you finally get to properly start looking at Bitcoin? And are those two are do do, do those two things combine?
0: No they don't um uh, so the 200 year plan came most probably about five to six years ago so I've always I've always looked at planning for the future um and so I always look two to five years out 10 20 30 40 years thereabouts and I' I've, I've learned that from uh, you know um, most probably 25 30 years ago. And, um, but I was listening to a podcast and it was actually Greg, Greg Norman was talking. So it's most probably about five years or so ago. And he, because he's a great businessman, and um, he talked about his business and that they worked on a 200 year plan. And I mm-hmm. thought that was really intriguing and interesting. So I took that and I've gone, okay, so if we turn around and adopted that concept, what would change in our life? Um, and we, one of our, one of the businesses that we're, we've got is on a, a rural property down on the Mornington Peninsula, and it's 12 acres. And it's a great, successful business, and everything else is fantastic. But when I applied that 200 year plan and forced me to look out into the future, then what we worked out was that. We potentially that business one day won't be there because if um, they because it's on a green wedge. So if they change the planning based on urban and people moving down to the Mornington Peninsula, if they change it from green wedge to residential, then although all that land next to us would certainly turn into residential properties, and because we've got a a a business that does produce a bit of noise, then we would get swallowed up by that and then we wouldn't have that business. So we've got a great business and all of a sudden we wake up one day, urban spread comes along and bang, it's gone. So then what we did was we then put a plan together to say that we need to buy, uh, look at starting up another business that's in a different area that can't... uh, to protect our future. So that changed our our mindset completely. So we've always taken that 200-year plan and asked those questions out into the future to see if there's anything we're missing that we can do now that can protect our future way past our lifetime. So when you have that mindset, you look at everything in that that way. And so then when Bitcoin came along... Mm. We thought, wow, this is perfect because this is just 200 years. This is way beyond 200 years, so it certainly changed our thinking and our life and some of the decisions that we've we've made up until date today. And it's even changing our thought process, even when we talk about uh, estate planning and all these other type of things. Especially when you sit down and think about the discussions that happen around. Money, finances, um, Bitcoin, um, estate planning, and all those other things. So that was on the two hundred year plan side of things. Um, I can't think of the other part. Oh, that's what what what, so what we, it was. Okay, it was your third touch yes. point.
2: The wife and who who was but, who, who were you listening to?
0: Yeah. So so that was forced. That was forced upon us because um, I don't think it would have happened unless it was when we got told about um, the amount of money that the government was going to start spending and printing. And so so I've always used my subconscious mind to basically ask good questions and knowing that we'd be able to find the answers. So with that, and I knew that on the other side of those lockdowns, when we come out of it, that we're going to have an issue with the economy and money and everything mm-hmm. else. So that forced that to, to to try to find those answers. And so when Corey was um, listening to some other podcasts, she listened to this um, series and uh, they were talking about money. And with talking about money, it, it also led into Bitcoin and everything else. So because I value um, if Corey asked me to go down a rabbit hole, there's a good reason for it. and um, and I respect that and value that enormously. So, and vice versa, if I said to Corey that, look, I really need you to look at this and give me your view and opinion on it, then then she would go off and away. Way she goes. So I did the same thing. Um, I listened to it, and it was just it blew my mind how it just answered all the questions that I needed to know about money and the effect of money and how it all works and everything else. And um, from there, I was I was hooked.
1: Are we talking about sales series or what was it that you listened to?
0: No, this this was this was um, this was something that I was expecting. Alex Vetsky put out. Um, So he did that. He did a whole series. I think it was about up to 11 episodes he did with Pete Evans. So, so I got up to, I think about the fifth episode and, and then from there, I then went on to other podcasts and then to, you know, breed love and everywhere, everywhere else.
2: Yeah. Cool. Um, and so you you were in a, f- I was going to say fortunate position. That's that's the absolutely the wrong words. You had put yourself into this position where your business could survive the the problems of lockdown, even if it was, I'm sure, difficult. Right? A lot of people probably weren't in that position. Was that, if you don't mind talking about it, was that that that, that would have to have been a li- liquid asset, like cash somewhere? Um, and so is that what you've taken? You, that same, ph- have you taken that same philosophy of you know having this rainy day fund and rainy day fund has just become bitcoin on the balance sheet and it becomes rainy day fund or what's that thought process
0: so so and obviously question. please
2: please please avoid the parts of it you don't want to talk about um
0: no i, I i'm trying to be a bit careful because i don't um <laughs> uh, okay so so the no the bitcoin on the balance sheet is just creating another safety net for the future yeah. Um we 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 now in the 200 year plan um we know that we're going to get other recessions that are going to come along um and we know there's a potential to have pandemics now in the future if we're working on a 200 year plan so that needs to be that needs to be um cash in 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 the bank for the time being but it also needs to be bitcoin as well too so we need to hedge our bets to make sure that um, you know we can survive, but also um, the businesses survive for for the future and forever. So to do that, we need to we need to have both. We also need to pay debt down as well too, and make sure that we don't extend ourselves any further than what we what we have to to make sure that um, we as business owners don't overextend ourselves um, because we've got to learn from the lessons that have happened recently and if we do that, therefore we can protect ourselves. Um, We now have seen that, like people are experienced now, that um, interest rates can go up quite quick and have a devastating effect not only on on people but um, businesses and livelihoods and um, everything so we we have to learn how to manage money better to make sure that you know we um we can get through these things instead of um homelessness and heartbreak and you know stress and everything else mental health and all those things
2: yeah i'm glad you said that because as a um this this managing from here to there that's a big thing of mine just now um it's Yes, I am as bullish as the next guy, probably more bullish than the next guy on Bitcoin, but we need to get from here to there and as a business owner operator, you still have to tr- walk that line between fiat and Bitcoin in a way that's sensible because if we are right about Bitcoin, the amount of Bitcoin you need is not all that much. Mm. Um so you you just need to op- you know you need to run your business successfully as well as you can and put whatever you feel comfortable with into Bitcoin. And that will become a, I hopefully, and I assume a big nest egg in the future, but you still need to operate in the present. Um, and I think a lot of people need to realize that. Financial advice from that.
0: The thing is, I think what we have to do is um, we have to go back to basics and we have to have a plan and everyone should have a plan. And, and everyone's circumstances are, are different. For, for for me, what we need to do right now is we should be um, spending less than what we um, bring into our money into our life. so spend less than what we earn. Then what we need to do is to get rid of as much debt as possible in doing that, but still surviving. But then what we need to try to do is we need to be able to build safety nets for our family, for our business, for our life, for whatever you want. And the more safety nets that you create, whether it's um, cash, whether it's paying off your debts, whether it's um, living within your means, whether it's Bitcoin or gold, silver or shares or whatever it is, I think the more safety nets you can create, then when you do have a bad day or a bad time or a recession or another pandemic or, I don't know, um, then you're going to be able to get through those times. But if you don't create a safety net, um, then it's going to be so much harder and it's going to be a heartbreak. You know, we can also look at our food supply You know, where's our food supply going to come from in the future and all these other different things. Um, I think we've got to take that moment to say, well, what's our family plan? You know, not just now, and now might be survival, but once we get through that, then what's our plan going to be? Um, You know, if I go back, we went through the recession that we so-called had to have, but I made sure that from that point onwards, I didn't want to be in that position ever again to have to try to fight against 18, 18% interest on a, on a mortgage. Um, so I've always lived <clears throat> frugal from that point onwards and always asked that question about money and said, well, you know, do I really need this? And if I don't, well, then I don't. If, and if I do want something like a lounge suite or whatever, go to marketplace. You know, spend fifty dollars, a hundred dollars instead of whatever it is. You know, if you just need a lounge suite, then whatever. Uh, I mean, so we've done that for you know last twenty odd years or more, and um, we got through. We got you know we survived um, lockdowns and everything else, but. Just because we survived that, I don't know what the future is going to bring. So we want to make sure that we create as many safety nets as we can. And, you know, um, it gives you more choices in life, doesn't it? Um, mm. if, if you do that, if you don't, um, then you've got less choices.
2: So, and I'll, and I'll slightly sorry, a bit of a different tack. So we uh, mentioned before, we met at Mirondi at the Bitcoin Bush bash. Um, at that bush bash, I was delighted to see there was a few kids this time. Yeah, um, Andy absolutely. had Andy had his kids, uh, w- w- wives, families, kids. What you know, um, all that. Um, you brought your daughter, and you told me a incredible story about something that she did. Are how are you happy to talk about that? And if sure. so, if so, yeah, could that absolutely be awesome.
0: So, so, um. Pixel. We've always taught Pixel from a very young age to understand what money is and uh, how to save, and and then, but not only just that, but also to um, encourage Pixel to understand about contribution and and giving and saving and and creating something for a rainy day. So, as a parent, you go through all of that. But you never really know how much they're taking in. And you know, um in the in the early days when I had to go to meetings or business meetings or something like that, I'd take Pixel with with me because um we were running a business and everything like that. But I always wanted to include Pixel in everything that we do so that Pixel could take that on board and and, and learn from that. So Obviously, going down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and everything else, um, you know, she's she keeps hearing hearing me talk about it and whatnot. So, what we decided to do as parents is we always wanted to be the example for her, and we always looked at our life to say, well, if we want our daughter to be this type of person in life, then we need to be that example and behave that way and do things in in that manner. So we obviously played podcasts and Pixel will hear things and whatnot, and then obviously um, I started going to um, the Bitcoin meetups, and at times I would take Pixel along uh, as well too. But when the bush bash come along, then that was a non-negotiable And Pixel understood that. So my thing was that what we would do is we did the first Bush Bash in Yappoon, and so Pixel loves drawing. If Pixel could draw digitally or a scrapbook or whatever, she'd do it 20 hours a day if she could. She just loves doing it. So what I did when we went to the first Bush Bash, I said to Pixel that you just need to be in the room. And we knew this from years ago, that if you put kids in the room, they will absorb what they need to absorb, and we just knew that. So I just said, you can bring um, you can bring a notebook, you can bring your pencils, you can draw, no problems, but you just can't have earpods in. I want you to hear what's going on in the environment. So we did that, and Pixel was all good and fine, no problems. And so what on the first day at, at, uh, at the Bush Bash, I said to her, I said, how about if you did a Bitcoin drawing for me? And um, she sort of looked at me just to say, I don't think so. So I turned around and said, how about I um, commission a piece of artwork for you to to do it? And so ears pricked up a little bit, and I said, so what would you charge for me to commission a piece of work, what would that be worth? Which
1: goes,
0: $20. And I said, okay. And I always, because I work a business brain, I suppose, and I wanna create a learning experience. And I said to Pixel, I said, well, how about you ask me what I would be willing to pay you to do a Bitcoin, a bit of Bitcoin artwork? So she turned around and she said, okay, how much would you pay me? And I said, I would pay you $100. And she goes, wow. She was a bit surprised. And I said, well, for me, it's going to be priceless. Because you do it to me, it's priceless. So I'm willing to give you $100 to commission a piece of artwork. She goes, okay, no problems. So we had day one, did that, no worries. Day two. So, day two, she started doing some drawing and everything else. And um, because I wanted, what I wanted to do was to know with what Pixel hears in the environment and what she knows from us, then what's going to come out in the artwork. So, she created this piece of artwork, which you guys have seen, and it totally blew me away that. She could create something that meant so lot, so much that was in her head. She knew about, you know, the bush bash logo, um, Bitcoin. She had an iPhone and the drawing, and she created um, these. I'm looking at it now. That what you know that it's inflation and government debt and all that that's taken our money from us. Where Bitcoin gives us hope for the future.
2: Um, and did you get an absolute steal for your hundred bucks?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, I, 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 did because it, look, you know, a hundred dollars is depreciating all the time. So, so you know. But did you give her um, in sas?
2: or I, did you pair in dollars? <laughs>
0: no. So what we've done is this is how it's all grown is. Uh, so every bush bash we go to, I commission a piece of, artwork for her. So now what the deal is uh she did one at Beechworth and it was the first one. So it costs it costs a hundred dollars uh in uh dollars uh in money and it costs a hundred dollars worth of satoshis um uh, in a in her um digital wallet.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Um can we I uh, just trying to think how we can incorporate if you're if you're happy to share if she's happy to share it. Can we incorporate that in some way, just so people can see it? Like, I'm, we're talking about this, or yeah, or somewhere people can yeah. go to see it.
0: Um, I can send it to you if you if you like.
2: Okay, we'll we'll work out. Okay, if you're happy to do that, we'll share. We'll share, share Well, something. you
1: know, we could do because every pod when Two uh, Bit shares it, there's the audio file. Maybe we could have her
2: artwork behind the audio file. We could do that. Yeah, we could do that. She's she's comfortable with that. Um, That's a good idea. It's it. I mean, just yeah. it's awesome. It's it's incredible to watch. Or to see just how much somebody has just picked up by osmosis by being in the room, right? Yeah. Um. The clearly listening, clearly aware. It just shows you when you're you parent yourself. It's like, um, one, it's be be more aware of how you're behaving yourself mm. because you know yeah. saying making rules that are totally incongruent with the way that you're behaving is pointless because you just look like a hypocrite. Mm. So. But um, but 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 the same thing goes for the positive the positive side. If you're in the room for the positive conversations too, you're hearing that as well. Um, no, I think it's awesome. you're also. you one. Yeah, go on. No, no, please, please.
0: You you're also um. You're having adult conversations, so you know, especially at at the bush bash you know, or even a, a meetup group. You have an adult conversations, but we should be including, <clears throat> the only way our kids are going to learn is if we include them in what we're doing and hearing those adult conversations, like whether it's at Beechworth or Murrah or any of those, just being in the room, it, it's fantastic content for them. And and that's how that's how they'll learn by... Um, being around like-minded people and learning about, um, you know, the economy and money and, um, you know, hardship, hardship, humanity, humanitarian things. And and it's really what life is when, when you think about it. So why not share that life with them? Because at the end of the day as parents, we don't want them to make the same mistakes that we've made. You know, we want, we want, well, in my world, we want them to to learn, um, to understand what's really going on. And if we can teach them those things, then that prepares them better for the future, you know. Um, I think, you know, it, it was great when you see other kids there. There should be more kids at, and, and it's child-friendly anyhow, so... Yeah. Why not? If you're going to have a, a meeting with your your banker or whoever it is, take your kids with you. You know, share in that. Um, whatever you do in life, because you know we want them to learn and be part of it. So why not? You know, include them in that.
1: We've talked about taking our whole families to.
2: Yeah. A, uh, a I I'm keen. It's it's, but I don't want to drag them. Do you know what I mean? I want them want them to come. Yeah. But without yeah. drag, you know that kind of thing. Like yeah. I don't want. to Yeah. Want, but um, yeah, but that's.
0: I, th- I think that I think that's just an excuse. Like we we say we said to pixel it's non-negotiable, mm-hmm. um, but we also frame it in a way that you know we'll always be fair, you know, with you if you're fair with us. And I, I think though that as parents we're responsible for our children whilst they're with us. So sometimes you've got to say suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean Pixel's been fantastic, mind you. but you know you might have to have a trade-off. you know yeah you can have you can have that toy or you can have that drawing book or whatever. We just want you in the room but you know and then take them to a fun park the next day or, you know wh- whatever it is because just know that if they're in that environment, they're gonna take little bits and pieces in there if they're not in the environment, they might not understand it. You know, there might be one thing they learn, but it will be the thing that just hearing that conversation with somebody else or, I mean, I don't know, but you've experienced what a bush bash is is like, and it's fantastic. So why not try to share it with your kids as well too or any family that's listening to this. Take them to a meetup. you know, um, it, it it's just they're the, they're the little, they're the things that they need to learn um to make them more prepared for their future in that in that future if that makes sense
2: mm, agreed you're you're totally right um I don't know oh the other thing I was going to say was they've got a wonderful bullshit filter too like and this is this, <laughs> I, I, I'll did. give you a, a quick <laughs> story um yeah. they'll, I mean they'll, they'll tell you they'll tell you it harshly you know, you're looking really fat today, dad, or something, <laughs> whatever, right, straight to your face. It's great. But, um, but um, I, I, and this is a bit patronizing saying kid, but I once, I used to do a public procurement job. And I remember being in that job and I, I took a, a young, she was a history student, right? So she was, she was maybe 18, 19. So not a kid, but like young. And I took her in, she was just taking notes for me. She came out of that meeting and saying, oh, that was kind of a bit more interesting. Than I thought it was going to be um, and she said, "But I don't understand why you did this, this, and this three things, right?" And she basically she picked the three biggest problems in my department in about a twenty-five minute space of time, right? Mm. And it was it was the most embarrassing thing ever to to be, to know that we couldn't address these things when somebody could see them so obviously in such a short period of time. Um. So yeah, also to pick holes on your arguments as well. It's um, I've, it's got, I've got I've
1: got an example as well. So because my wife is away for two months in Spain. So I'm single parenting at the moment, and I asked um, my daughter, almost doctor. Hmm. My daughter, I think two nights ago, I said, "So, h- how am I going as a, as, right. a as a single dad?" And she goes, <laughs> yeah, and she goes, "Pretty good." And I'm like, "That's pretty good." That's... Yeah, and I'm like, "Pretty good." What do you mean, pretty good? And she's like, "Well, it's not mum level." And I'm like, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and then I go, "What's mum level?" And she goes, "God level."
2: Really? Yeah, fucking how brutal. <laughs> Yeah. But
1: fair enough. I miss my Oh well, you
0: are you 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 are asked the question. You knew
1: what the answer you were going to get. Yeah,
2: I did. I really did. So so where are we going? Um I guess maybe the the first question is are you managing to incorporate this into your into the the Bitcoin world into your business at all are you even trying or where do you see it going um you know in the next year or two maybe and then further out. Yeah.
0: As in um, uh, using, uh, having Bitcoin in the business, as in or... Or accepting payments in Bitcoin or like... Okay, that's what... Yeah, sorry, that was a... So we, we've looked at it. I've looked, I wanted to do this two years ago um, <laughs> to start accepting payments. Um, we... The problem in, in, with... Um, in this country, in, in Australia, is that to really when you're in business the, the thing that you want is you want to create a great customer experience and and if you if you work on the, and that's what we do we create a, a, a great customer experience in everything that we do so we need to incorporate bitcoin payments absolutely but if it can't be a great customer experience then that's mm-hmm. detrimental to the business and until we get a system like strike or something like that in this country, we need to be able to have one terminal that will basically take the Bitcoin payments um, and also Visa, MasterCard and everything else. And it needs to be seamless and streamless. And it needs to be simple and easy for all your staff to use. No hiccups, no nothing. Um, Jack so Dorsey,
1: that- Square, Jack Dorsey. Yep,
0: yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we Right now, we can't use it, and I've had conversations with um, a couple of people in in our uh, community, and it's just not here yet. You know if I was if we were a, a, a small business and it was Corey and myself there all the time at the front counter and doing all that, yeah, we could do that. But if we've got staff that are moving around a bit and everything like that, you don't have the volumes and it's only once in a blue moon and it needs to be, as I said, it needs to create that great customer experience. And if it can't do that, it's no point going there, but eventually, yes, absolutely. Um, but we've got to wait until we've got the technology that's going to allow us to, to, to do that.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. I think it's, it's, it's frustrating. And I mean, I, bitcoin alive was a was a big event i don't know if people have quite realized how big event that i think it's given australian bitcoiners a bit of confidence to to stand up and say hang on a second that was pretty good and look at these people that are in the room talking Mm. and i think people are gonna that's gonna there's gonna some confidence gonna come from that there's gonna things come out but that said we are probably still a little bit behind the curve Mm. and for for some things and certainly against the u.s um but it's just so interesting to see um I said to you, I think before we came on, oh, I don't really want to come up but there's, anyway, a gentleman contacted us the other day, and just in terms of just told me something that he's he wants to come on the pod talk about it. We're going to talk about it in a few weeks, and it's just totally left field. And I would no mm-hmm. I had no idea um he existed. I had no idea um, what he was doing. And I'm just like, wow, I never thought that you know a year ago, if you'd have told me I'd be having this conversation with this person about this in the other part of the world, that would even have been a thing. And there's just so many things going off in so many different directions that you're not aware of um, that are going to be hugely beneficial for all of us. Is
1: that the sex shop guy?
2: The sex shop guy. Green deal
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, I I think that the thing is that we we're so early in this, but we're also so far behind because as much as so many people are doing it tough in this country right now, um we don't experience the pain that third world countries experience and other parts in the world. They get this and they um, will gravitate to anything that's going to help them get into a better position in life, where where in this country, most people aren't in that situation like third world countries are and everything like that. So I think it's going to take a lot longer for people to realize they really, everyone needs Bitcoin. Um, but I also think, too, look, technology is moving so fast. There's so much, uh, so many people working on better technology, you know, um, in this space. And it could come to us a lot quicker than what we think, te- technical wise. But I think, people wise, though, um, uh, Unfortunately, I think it, it's going to take a lot more to move that needle, especially in, in countries like Australia and other well-off countries in the world will be a lot longer to adopt it.
2: Hmm. So what excites you just now then? Like what projects do you are you seeing happening um, that are particularly of interest to you?
0: Um, look, I just love the space. I, I mean, Bitcoin gives you... Hope, um, hope that uh, if the current system falls over, that there's another system that we can move to. I think um, what what Bitcoin and the current technologies that are coming out in this space, how it can create uh, humanity for a lot of people. I think in the mining Bitcoin mining space, uh, of how it can change countries. Um, Throughout Africa and supply uh, power to villages, to um, to enforcing the grid and supporting the the grid. I think that's going to uh, make a big inroads to this country in the future, as well too. So there, there's a lot of hope um, to make better lives and better livelihoods. Um, you know within that whole Bitcoin space. And even just people get in a better understanding of what money is and um, how it works and um, everything else that goes with. It. It's just so exciting. And it's great being around, you know, uh, like-minded people. Um, I think it would be – it's great for more people to get to learn about, you know, bush bashes and even a, a local meetup group. Um it's just, it's good. There's a lot of hope around instead of uh, the other side of the coin is a, a lot of, I suppose, despair and uh, people doing life tough and struggling without hope.
2: It is tough when you can't see, when tomorrow tomorrow looks bleak and uh, bleaker than today, that's a really difficult mindset to be in, but I think most of the Bitcoiners, that go along to a meetup, or even the ones that are just lurking on Twitter or whatever they're doing, Noster, um, and then the ones that then go along to a meetup, and then that, all of a sudden you're surrounded by these people that are kind of friendly, mm. they're positive, they can, yeah. they can, they're looking forward to tomorrow, um, and, and it's <laughs> it's infectious, right? It's yeah, infectious, and you really want you just want to be around it more.
0: Yeah, but I also think, too, you're right, um, but I think there are people also that want to make a difference to the world, and to me, that that's that that's what we what we need. You know, um, what you guys are doing, um, and what so many other people in this space are doing, it it really comes down to they want to make a difference not only to their lives and their family's life. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's communities and everything else that they want to, you know,
2: help and support. Definitely, excellent. It's a pretty positive way to. To sign off, I reckon. That's it, mate. Thank mate. you, Paul. That was great. Really was. It really was. Um, Sounded like you're checking up. Sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> is gone. Um, if you are, if you don't mind sending us the uh the the image through, we will get that on the on the artwork as the yeah. of the front we, of the. we, of we the the Approval. If, that's if, okay. if she's okay with it, we'll do that. Um, if uh, what else do we need? Is it? Do you want to send? Do you want to send people off to find you anywhere else, or are you happy just being a uh a, a pleb in the space?
0: Oh look, I, I'm happy to be a pleb in the space. I mean, you know what my Twitter handle is, nope. um,
2: and and that's that's fine. Awesome. We will send. We'll we'll put that down below and um, and um, mate. I look forward to catching up with you at um, the next bush bash. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Thank you.
1: See you, mate.